0: Welcome to Then There Were 2. A podcast and not a sexy game. This episode is
1: Introduction Part 2, Intro Harder.
0: To episode two of uh, Then There Was Two. Yes, it's a two for one day. Yep. Yep, yeah, two of us for the price of one. Eddie's cheap and I'm free. <laughs>
1: you give cash back.
0: Only on third Saturdays of every month. Which is every month. It's today's date. <laughs> fact, it's the third Saturday, <laughs> Saturday of every, every month. month. <laughs> ah. Anyway,
1: uh, this is introduction part two.
0: Yes, so if you've listened to introduction part one, you'll know what we're doing. If you haven't, Listen to it first. I was going to say, a a brief recap. (laughs) Recap? Yeah, a beef. beef. So, the idea is a couple of top five lists to basically tell you what we like so you have an idea of who we are and where we're going, and you'll get an understanding of. The crap we talk. Yes. Uh,
1: also, uh, as we saw at the top of the show, thanks to Wahila for, for letting us use the track Hoffman of yes. the album HX Pop, available on Cruel, Na- Cruel Nature Records. Uh th- Thank you, guys. And also, parental advisory warning. They will be swearing. If you don't like it, get the fuck out of Dodge. Hey. Straight to the point. So, um we did... Originally... <laughs> I don't know why I thought that for This Was... It was too, wasn't enough. Um, we thought we'd do a few, a few top fives, not really realizing how much shit we speak. Uh, we started with top five films that went on for 40 minutes.
0: <laughs> and we then we, th- did,
1: we, we, we had to run through the top five albums each.
0: Yes, which lasted about 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh,
1: so we're going to do another two top fives here, uh, which are going to be different uh, subject matters. Yes. And then after that, we're going to start recording like the show where we talk um, bollocks about a uh, subject
0: or topic or that topic. we feel that we can talk about.
1: Yes. So we talk about lots of things. Now um, I'm going to give you the option of which one to start with this time, because books. Uh, is that because I thought you would have went for games to be honest. No,
0: books because I think books we can get through quickly. Ah, are you sure? Yes. Are you really sure?
1: Pretty much. Okay. Uh, on your head be it. Uh, I'll start the first time you start the second. Time. So, this is top five books mm-hmm. um, outside of the Bible. Because we, we don't do religion. <laughs> yes. Unless it's, you know, all hail um,
0: Cthulhu. And the ne- necron- Necronomicon. Yeah. Again, but, every,
1: but I was going to say, if that's not anyone's top five, Why? talk to them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all hail Cthulhu. Cthulhu. <laughs> Other pagan gods are available. They are the ancient
0: ones. Yes. Right, so... You, me, you. So again, in your no particular order, um, I'm going to go with narrative history first. Oh, Dreadnought by Raymond Massey. Now,
1: you're, with these ones, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to know any of yours. Not, hey. not, that, I've had a, not that I've had a look. Possibly just...
0: not know, but let's. I'll
1: I'll be quick. Yeah, because we
0: because when you listen to mine, you'll see you'll find out why. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm a military history fan. Um. My period tends to be late 19th century to mid 20th century. Well, mid to late 20th century. Mm-hmm. Dreadnought follows the Anglo German naval race in the run to World War I. Yeah. And explains the political and sociological and military maneuvers and issues that happened that basically guided uh, Europe to war, specifically Britain and Germany. Yeah. Um, I have two copies I have a paperback copy and a hardback copy. That's like the people that buy the box set and never play it. The paperback copy is very well read and I've loaned it out a couple of times. And it, this is the one, if I fancy rereading it, I'll take it on the bus and read it. Yeah. The hardback copy is what I want to savour it and it never leaves the house. Does it? Do you read it? Do, do yes. I mean, do, is it, has it got it behind protective glass? No. Um, but yeah, I do. It is, it's just a classic of its genre and it's a very good example of narrative history yeah. at its best.
1: I was gonna say I can't really comment because I mean the books on and the thing, but I do have a, um, a keep good copy of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. But I got that was one of the presents I got off my mum. That's fair. And I've got like ones that are being beaten to within an inch of their life, basically. But you've read them a lot. So I
0: mean, I, I'll get that. I get that. An alternative to that one would possibly be in the Campaigns of Napoleon by David Chandler, which was widely considered to be the Bible of Napoleonic history. Right. That's also in hardback and that never leaves the house. It's about four inches thick. I mean, it's a huge, huge tone. Have my eyes glazed over yet? Not yet. <laughs> right, your first
1: one. Uh, my first one. Uh, and this will show you the differences between us when it comes to our li- literal readings. Uh, Terry Pratchett Nightwatch. will um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll give but, you that. From the Discworld. Now, if you've never read the Discworld and it's basically all the stories are based on uh, this world which is flat um it's on the back of four elephants which is who are on the back of a, a space turtle yes and they're going through space and it's about the the um citizens deities and monsters that live on the Discworld itself it's got magic it's got vampires it's got um unseen academicals uh social political drama uh it's got a post system um mm-hmm. and it sort of mimics the our world and in one of the books science of the Discworld, they actually make round world they okay. make earth and uh, the science of this was i think you would like if you haven't read them already oh i've, I've read know? a couple of Discworld, but the early ones no, no i'm too but the science of the Discworld oh, right. ones, the i think i would recommend you getting into them okay this one where they go where they meet Darwin <laughs> it, <laughs> okay. and try to try to make a universe where Darwin exists and show how many things could have gone wrong. So go. It's basically Charles as a time multiverse. Look out the window for that. I know. But Night Watch. Uh, it's this one's one of the um, based on the uh, the City Watch, mm-hmm. particularly Sam Vimes. Uh, he's chasing after a thief who's been murdering cops. Uncle Chansa. Uh At the time, is. Influx because he's about to become father, mm-hmm. and he ends up in his own past. Ah, and what happens is a person that was trained him is killed by this man. I mean, this is a spoiler, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's how do you? And it's like he wants to get home, right? But does that home exist anymore? So okay. he has to take up the position of his mentor, and ends up having to train himself. Right, but without he knows that. But then there's also the Time Monks there, and at the time it's, there's a revolutionary war going on in Agbor Pork, okay. and it's, it's how we got to, it's one of those days where people remember it, and they say, if you weren't there, you don't know. Yeah. And it's the whole story, it's the, I think it was the, f- I mean, when it comes to books, I tend to read them once and that's about it. Mm-hmm. This was the first book I read three times in a row without a break. Okay. Um, not like sitting down, going, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. but you know, because um, uh, I do have mild dyslexia, so it, I, t- I, I do tend to take time okay. and a uh, dictionary. Um, but I went through it, and it's just it touched so many parts. Uh, it made me cry. It made me laugh. And I think that's the same. And that in this book, the
0: effects of it stayed with me long afterwards. Okay. Now so that's my first. My second, yeah, <clears throat> um, I'm going put, It's it's a compilation of three books, but it's how I first came across the writer and the characters. Right. It's called The Warlock Enlarged. It's <laughs> it sounds like porn. <laughs> Not porn. His magical it's stuff
1: rides right right. in his hand.
0: <laughs> um, written by an American author called Christopher Stasher. Right. Um, it posits a world. Where it's colonised by humans who were telepathic to a degree. And the world has used... Their thoughts have formed a magical medieval world. Right. The the original colonists were escaping a totalitarian earth... And were medieval fans. So it's effectively it's a medieval history thing. Yeah. But with witches, wizards, some time travel. It's got... um it's very whimsical at times it's got some very good jokes yeah in there not laugh out loud as such mm-hmm. but very entertaining okay um, written by Americans so it's American fantasy which has its own things but it, it's again I've got five of his books now and I think yeah, very good okay Um Tolkien
1: Simmerillion mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. hear me out <laughs> because, why? why yeah this, this is the thing I think it harks it, it back to, to my childhood when, when I was a kid. Um, my mom, you
0: were, Your childhood when you were a
1: kid? Yeah, my mum and my dad were... My mum also were religious. Used to go to Sunday school. So we used to do scripture exams, all that sort of thing. When, you know, when you're know, a child, you don't know what to say. You don't know how to say no. Yes, I do. Yeah, I went to Sunday yeah. school as well. So. And the mythology thing of that, I used to read books about Greek gods uh, um, pagan gods Vikings, Egyptians, you know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The Silmarillion is basically the by the um, the start text, the mythology, the legends of the of the first era of the uh, Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the how the elves lost the Silmarillion diamonds, um, Morgoth, uh, how such the start of Saruman it's sort of hinted at in there. And mm. uh, it's just the beginning legends. It's it's early legends of the place. And I find it incredibly easy to read. Like more easier than uh the Lord of the Rings. At times I find it's like, oh my god, another bloody poem. Um I, the
0: thought with Lord of the Rings is yeah. Tolkien was a language professor. Yeah. He created his own language. Mm-hmm. And he was very proud and showing off that this is his own, you know. Then there was the poems, then there was the songs it's like, for crying out loud, just tell me the story.
1: <laughs> That's all, I, it's all based on um, the way English t- stories were told at the time. Then. So I think mm-hmm. this there's two songs, Interpretive Dance, uh, Britain's Got Talent. Um, but, <laughs> 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 I know. but for me, it's it's, it's a book that I, I love. And I think it's because it, it is weird. Mm-hmm. And that, and I think that uh, it's, it's one that you love. I love to spite it, and one that a lot of people. Whenever I say I love it, they go why? And it's not. I'm not trying to be awkward. Yeah, for once. Um, but I just love it. There you go. Okay. My third one. Mm-hmm.
0: The Hunt for an October by Tom Clancy. Why? <laughs> right. It's one of the original techno thrillers. All mm-hmm. right. Pauses the story of an aforementioned Lithuanian born. Soviet naval captain with a Scottish accent. The Scottish accent, film, <laughs> which is brilliant, by the way. The film is, its version is actually very good. Um, stealing a submarine, defecting to the United States, and the chase that goes on for it. Yeah. Um, there's superpower politics. There's Cold War uh, paranoia. It's very tightly written, and yeah. he writes with a sense of authority that makes what he's writing seem very, ac- very accurate and real. Yeah. Now, I have a problem with Clancy as an author because his later books were very bloated. Yeah. And his right wing politics very, very much to the fore. Oh. And it's kind of like, yeah, I get it. And yes, you can have characters that say this and stuff, but there's, you know, what everyone says is the same kind of, everyone has the same political views. It's like, that's balls. Yeah. Um, but Red October, which is his first published novel, is Clancy at his best. Um, And I remember reading it in... I was in first year comprehensive, so i would have been 11. Mm -hmm. And my English teacher told my parents... Yeah. uh, Parents Uh evening, that... um, It's a shame that I'm reading Tom Clancy. I should read more Dickens. (laughs) Um, My response at the time was no, I want to read what I want. My response now would be, that's lovely. No.
1: (laughs) Politely. Um,
0: No but no no I, I still do see my old English teacher every now and again so <laughs> lovely lady uh, other teachers are available <laughs> hi
1: Barry <laughs>
0: okay I mean I've never gone to those guys
1: those sort of books uh, not for want of trying just every time I read it I get about a quarter of the way through and I'm like what's the point
0: I felt like that with Game of Thrones
1: I didn't controversial controversial yeah I mean I've never read the books I can't comment on the books well, I see
0: two thirds of the way through the first book yeah and I just thought, one, he needs an editor. And two, where is, why is it going? Helen, as well as people,
1: she could tell someone's style by reading the first five pages. Hmm. after five pages, it's special. No. <laughs> that's that, fair. That's really, it, it's just like, okay, that's not. Each to their Each to their own. Number three. Now, um, I always went for a graphic novel here. Or comic, as I call it. Yes. Yes. Uh, Neil Gaiman. Simon. No, I didn't. I, I thought about it, but I was like, which one of the Sandman? And I, I wasn't going to put the full series in. Okay. Because that's, unlike you, I don't cheat. Um, <laughs> but uh, this was recently made into a TV series. Um, I think it's available on Amazon. American ah, Gods. Yes. Uh, this is the tale of Shadow. Uh, a man who, when we first met him, he's coming out of uh, jail. Going mm-hmm. back to his wife, who dies while giving his best friend Felicio in a car crash, um, and it's about his journey. But that's awkward. Yeah, through America, where he meets Mister Wednesday, mm-hmm. and um, who is Thor? Mm-hmm. No, no, Thor Odin, probably Odin, yeah. Odin. and he finds out that there's a war in America. The gods are at war, and it's the old gods versus the new gods. So you got all like the um, the Irish, the Celtics, gods, yes, the, but the gods. There is no god, there's only Zulu. No, he's not there unfortunately, because it did kinda get the copyright from Ghostbusters. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, god's bastard. Um God <sighs> oh, say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're in trouble already. Um but they're against money, mm-hmm. fame, called personality. It it's it's how these gods are gearing up for a massive body and how it's gonna affect America, the world. Mm. And there's also like subplots with where this town where there's people are going missing and uh, there's a murder every year and no one knows why. They've never the caught who's doing it. Yeah. It's uh now this this book it's it's about five inches. Yeah. In paperback. Mm-hmm. It could be called a weapon. Um it's it it could be hard going at times, uh, even for Neil Gaiman. And it's never when you get to the end; it's not all tied up. And that's his writing style. He likes to leave things unanswered at times. Mm-hmm. So you you make the decision. If right. if it doesn't your head, or it's just like it's not it's none of our business. Yeah, it, it's deliberate like that, and mm-hmm. it, it, um, it's it, it's one of his best books, one of his best pieces of writing.
0: So, okay, I, I, so I, I will. Uh, here we go. Yep, uh, my fourth one, "The Pirates" by George Macdonald Fraser. Is it about pirates? Yes, because <laughs> um, you know some
1: some books have titles, and then it's like
0: George Macdonald Fraser was uh, served in the British Army in World War Two. Yeah, um, became a journalist of some renown, and he's probably better known for the Flashman novels.
1: Is that like a Aha!
0: <laughs> Harry Flashman is a, was a minor character in Tom Brown's school days. All right. So what MacDonald Fraser done has, has basically fleshed out the character of Flashman. He's a womanizer, yeah. he's a card, he's a bounder. He literally appears in every major conflict in the 19th and probably early 20th century. Yeah. And they are written the style um, of his memoirs. Yes. So it's not so it's not entirely believable. Yeah. But... Um, the, the, the Flashman novels themselves are superb they're probably not how do I put this Politically it like correctly or just full stop <laughs> some might not be considered politically correct for modern tastes yeah. again tough they're out there they're a rollick and good read mm. Mac- Frigier, Macdonald Fraser is a really good writer um, he was once approached to do um, a Bond script Octopussy alright and this is this shows you the sense of style this guy had. Yeah. What he wanted to do was have Roger Moore walking down the street uh-huh. um, and looking for change, maybe a phone box or something. Yeah. And Orick Goldfinger is there. Yes. Yeah. So and you're talking, and, but you don't know him. And, and Bond just goes, "Excuse me, have got change?" And goes, "No, I only carry gold." <laughs> <laughs> and he wanted to put that little nod in. And yeah, the producers went, "No, not going to happen." But anyway, back to the pirates. The Pirates is a book about pirates
1: yeah um, is it the same as the um, the wonderful clay animation
0: um, yes it's no. adult ad- <laughs> ad- yeah, yeah. yes but no basically you'll never watch another film about pirates or having read the pirates uh-huh. uh, you'll never watch another film with pirates in without going Haha. Uh, is, uh, <laughs> it rips the piss royally yeah but it does it with a loving way. It's one of his later novels, so it's not one of his better ones. Yeah. He, 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 it's called, the quality of his writing did decline slightly towards it as he got older. But it's still a very, very fun novel and one I reread several times. Cool. Uh, my next one. Uh...
1: This one is about to be released as a TV show. It's a joint venture by Amazon and TVC. Gaiman again. Yeah, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett again. Yay! <laughs> uh, the brilliant Good Omens. Yes, I've uh, seen the trailers. I've
0: seen the trailers of the show, yeah. and I think it looks absolutely brilliant.
1: The book, I would recommend reading as well. The book is fantastic. Uh, it's about an angel and a demon trying to stop um, the end of the world. Mm-hmm. They've, been on the, they've been on the Earth since the beginning. They watched Adam and Eve leave the garden. Um, the the demon Crowley he was the snake. The angel, uh, gave them a flaming sword so they could protect themselves, and he worries about it. And it's that sort. Of, the humour starts from there. And yeah. In Crowley's car, every tape that stays in there for longer than two weeks turns into a copy of um, Queen's greatest hits one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's and it's how. the Christ has been born. Yeah. And they're like, we've only got 13 years to sort this out. And then things happen. <laughs> it, it's, it's, uh, you can tell certain bits which are predominantly um, Neil Gaiman. Like, uh, there's a scene that's in a motorcycle cafe. Yeah. Which could have been out of Sandman. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a scene where there's uh, a witch being uh, interrogated while she's about to be burnt that's Pratchett but they the, you could tell both of them have inputted at certain points but most of it, it it's Pratchett more than the out of the two right at least that's it. a few like I got for it uh, but well Ted practice last wishes is this, this was for Neil Gaiman to get it on screen because mm-hmm. he did say I know you're the only one who could get it done correctly <laughs> said I'd rather be doing books I don't like doing TV
0: but he's made as a, a death promise yes which um, at the time of recording this yeah um, Gamer tweeted last night that they have shown the first episode of the Hollywood Cemetery yeah um, so yeah it's the premiered it yeah in the States so I'm looking forward to it I am as well yeah. I, I think it'll be really good it it'll be it
1: it's it's a fantastic book. It's what I would recommend. I'm glad they never did a sequel, because it's it's one of those things where you read it it's like it stands. If you went after this, where do you go? Yes. Some the stories need to be one offs, and this is one of them. But definitely one I would recommend. Okay. My final one. Yeah. It's a
0: series. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Listen, Carter. Yeah. Our show. Our rules. Yes. Um, I've, got, I've got to stop... I've got to uh, plug those loopholes. <laughs> so my final one is The Expanse series by James... Oh, fucking hell. <laughs>
1: right. <sighs> it's sci-fi. S- excuse me while I go to sleep. <laughs> it's
0: sci-fi. Most people that I've mentioned The Expanse to have seen the TV show. The adaptation that was on Netflix. Or sci-fi in American Netflix. who actually... No, Sifi, Sifi. Well, shit network show anyway because um, they cancelled it after series three. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, Amazon have picked it up for season four. Uh, I've watched seasons one to three. Uh, I've got two of them on Blu-ray. I'll get the third one when it comes out. What the Expanse series does in the books is it's building a, a very well-defined and believable world with some interesting characters. Um, who deal with some pretty serious shit as it goes through. Um, it's good to have a, a sci-fi book series, and show, but that actually understands that physics exists. So none of this inertial dampening crap. Um, there's The eighth book is out now on hardback. It's out and paid back in October. The final book, there's nine books in the series, mm-hmm. uh, was out next year. What I will say is I don't normally like multi-volume series. Yeah. Robert Jordan and his Wheel of Time can go fuck itself. And you can go fuck yourself there, because I actually really enjoy it. Well, It's hard to
1: get through, but I do I do this enjoy it. This is
0: part of the problem. It, 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 it's like going to the library, and you find this book, and you think, oh, it looks like quite good. It's Volume 3 of whatever. Right, where's Volumes 1 and 2? I can't find well, it. Well, that's what Kindles are for. Yeah, but... And uh, cheap charity shops. Yes, but think back to the 90s, when you know libraries were a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they're not that...
1: Sorry that, sorry, that was almost political there, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: but what I don't like is, it's, an, it's typically an American author thing. Not most, not always, but mostly American authors. It's like, if I can write one book, I can write ten, and yeah. then spread this story through all ten volumes, and it just, no. But with The Expanse, they've actually done it really well, and each book on its own is a very well compartmentalised story. I mean... Just, just on
1: a quick side, Terry Bratchett uh, wrote, wrote so many Discworld books. Mm-hmm. D- does that count?
0: No, because it's not one story spread over. Th- this I mean, you right you do have stories within stories, like you have characters that like it come again, again and again. you have an overarching story that will pass through, but the individual books on their own yeah. stand. Right. Um, the, the expanse kind of in three stories, <coughs> uh, trilogy, trilogy yeah. blocks. But even so, one book on its own will just tell you one story. Yeah. My be- my bugbear about fantasy authors um, is that yes, you've got te- it's about like the Netflix television series that Marvel allowed them to do. You've got thirteen episodes of television, eight hours of story. But you know, <laughs> by God, you're going to stretch it thin all the way through. Ah, but then you get those wonderful musical bits and. No, I, I mean you. I made I'm sorry, I'll give that
1: quite a bit. So
0: yeah, I'm sorry. Luke Cage was a good show, but. It was fantastic. They only needed forty-minute episodes and only ate them.
1: Wrong. Um, my last one, which has nothing to do with a series, it is a one-off. "1984" by George Orwell. Cheery. Uh, yes, um, I've only read it once. So, so having it in this top five list might be weird, but it was more the effect it had on us. Um, I was, it's way. So, this is how long ago it was. If the uh, people that uh, know me, it was back in college. Wow! Yeah, it was on the recommended read on. When 1984 was a future novel. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Fuck off. Um, anyway, it's the story is um, well, basically, it could be modern times if you think about it. It is social, political. It, there is an ongoing war forever. Uh, Big Brother is the government who uh, control everything. Have TVs that can watch you. They can talk to you individually if you step out of line. You could end up in Room One Hundred One with Alexa. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't. Don't talk to me about Alexa. I don't have Fuck that no, product. <laughs> if you like it, great. But I like no, yeah. not when things can start laughing. I, I've watched too much guys for that. <laughs> um, but it's all about control and ha- and how much freedom that mm-hmm. a man has. How much do they give it? How much are we controlled by the government? Uh, how much do we give of ourselves? How much do we hide lies? Do we find the piece of paper that we, before we turn in the fire?
0: And expose them and how we accept what we're given and what we're told, yes, even though we know it's bad, yeah, you know, we it's squalor, but we love Big Brother. <laughs> two plus two is not four, no, um, rat
1: and the boot in the face forever. Double it, plus good, it's um, it's also referenced quite heavily in a few of the um comics of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which, mm-hmm. uh, if if you've seen the movie it's awful but if you read the comics it's one of the best series Alan Moore ever did right. and he's still doing he's finishing it off now they're, they're doing um it's a, I can't remember what it's called but he's, he's, he's ending it on um he's ending the character stories uh with Main. I think Quatermain's dead at the end of the last one I read spoilers well read them uh, but but it's all, it's focusing on Orlando and uh, Mia Murphy and uh, King Leah, right it, so it's all it's still those messed up uh, Victoriana craziness but the the, the retro gentleman, if you read the comic books are just outstanding pieces of art
0: I think I've half read the first one it gets it, get, it gets darker yeah, the
1: first one's dark. The the second one, where it goes on War of the Worlds.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you thought
1: the cop in that. Tars, Robert the Bear, too, because it was a mutated monster. See, this reminds you of um, an anthology called Back in the USSR. Yeah, yeah. Written by Kim Newman. Yeah. And um, is very much a horror, sci-fi
0: writer guy. Uh huh. Um, and It was an anthology series set in the alternate... An alternate history, history, yeah, where the, the Soviet Union never happened, right? But the United the Union
1: of the United States of Soviet Republics, it was America
0: who became the communist state, yeah. Um, and there's a wonderful, wonderful detective story about Ed again, yeah. And, and this sheriff who tries to, to bring him to justice, but Dean is a a guy is a party member, Yeah. and the, the sheriff loses a foot, he, he gets a lung puncture, you know, he suffers, uh, even though a guy is this really nasty, nasty, serial killer and, and weird one. Yeah. But there's a little of where,
1: um, oh, just very quickly, the last one of us is where we got to a
0: Yeah, really. see, but that's but sort of... If you go down to the list yeah. um, <laughs> to do a, a wonderful apocalypse now in the UK where they play cricket. <laughs> um, and at the end, they break with the Soviet Union the American-American Soviet Yeah. Um, There's a journalist traveling through, and they, they meet up with... Um, is it, is it Alan Tracy? Yeah, International yeah. International Rescues? mentioned the Thunderbirds, you've got Virginia there. It's just it's it's, it's such a mission, actually. Yeah. But if you ever find a copy back in the USSR, yeah, it's
1: superb. Just one last thing, just just I mean not. Uh, Jack Byrne from big, big Trouble in Little China, the transport specialist. Mm-hmm. Uh, B.A. Borealis as Commander from the <laughs> uh, Angus McGyver, the tech from McGyver. Mm-hmm. And Lisa, the mysteriously powerful femme fatale from Weird Science. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the books, I should bring back Mary Poppins, who turns out to be God and stops the Antichrist, who was um, the uh, failed... Um, Special magician's child who should have been Harry Potter. Oh, God, if that was in the League of Gentlemen Volume Three Century, and the scene where you see what he did at it's Hogwarts, it's one of those things where I, even when you read it, I was going "fucking hell." I was just, it's like one of those things that they went there, like um, he realizes that was adventures so that made him a bit crazy, mm-hmm. and then he goes, as they say in America. Postal Hey, With the magician's wand Yeah I oh, we went going to Google that one at home kids <laughs> No <laughs> um, So that's what, that's what books mm-hmm. Now we, we've got that's What time are we at now We are roughly just over the half hour mark So I think we're going to do the second list as well Games Games Now when we say games I would like to point out This is computer games Because mm-hmm. I've got a feeling There will be an episode Based on other things uh, Because with you and your twats yes Yes. so um, this is for, uh, top 5 computer games regardless of playing platform yes now uh, <laughs> I thought this would just have to be um, mentioned because Mr. Oyston and um, me do like playing on different type of uh, copy of platforms yes you can show me your rabbit later um, and we have had different uh, computer game consoles over the years yes uh, my first one was a Vectrax and then it was followed by a Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, there was a bit of a gap. Because yeah. uh, I wasn't too bothered about Amigas and all that sort of thing. I was, at the time, just couldn't afford it. Mm. Then the PlayStations came out. Right. So, PS. Uh, uh, and, I've, and I've sort of been PlayStation all the way through. I did have the first Xbox. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite get it. It just, just didn't roll with us no matter what game I played. And I've just been PlayStation ever since.
0: So, if you want to quickly go through your history... Oh, I did have a Nintendo along the way as well. So. Right. Um, I think it's probably better to say the consoles I've not had. Yeah. Um, Vectrex, in television, which is going back. Uh, Atari? Uh, I had a 2600. Jesus. Um we just stop? Because I know I've had all the modern ones. I've not had an Atari ST. Uh, doof, doof, doof. No, I had a Jaguar, I had a 3DO. Did you have a Saturn? Yes, I've had a Saturn. Uh, Dreamcast yeah at the minute I've got Xbox One PS4 and a Switch now and your Mario too. They, and I might we'd like to play this out <laughs> she, she likes games as well she still kicks my ass on Mario Kart <coughs> it's fine um, but uh, bravo <laughs> um, <laughs> no I am I am at the point now where the amount of time to play games mm-hmm. is becoming an issue yes now I, I, mean, I don't have children so we don't even have that pressure as well which I know there's a lot of gamers out there who are on social media who manage to play games but also have to deal with family life and work life and all yeah, that yeah. so we don't have that but it's at, I'm at the point where next gen which will be Playstation 5 uh, Xbox uh, Bug whatever, 20 Project <laughs> Skull or whatever that's going to be it um, Project Hydro sadly I'm, they are evil. I'm going to settle down for one format alone, and that's mm-hmm. going to be the Xbox. And I'm still going to hold on with the PlayStation. Um, but that's a personal choice. Exactly. Um, it's all about the games that you play. Mm-hmm. For the PlayStation Four, Uncharted. Yeah. Which will get a mention. Um, or the PlayStation's in general is Uncharted. Um, big Dragon force to buy to get to play them. For the Xbox, there's things like Forza. There's Halo. The multi-format stuff yeah um, but that's again right nice. so <coughs> um, you can start first I can start first Gauntlet for the Spectrum and the arcade machine
1: wow okay yeah yeah I mean th- th- this I have literally went back Gauntlet was always one of my favourites I love the fact that on the Spectrum you could press contr- um, simple shift and you can walk through walls Um, the furthest I got was level 375 nice yeah just because I wanted to see how far I could do it uh, there was one level where it was just all the walls were exits It was a a beautiful game It's very simplistic You can pick four characters Mm -hmm. There is the archer There's the female warrior There's the male warrior And there's the wizard All with different They all have magic um, Fighting capabilities But some have got better than others Your archer and your lady Were sort of the halfway houses Yes Wizard was great at magic But awful at uh, fighting Uh, Warrior was brilliant At cacking things a bit But absolutely shit At um, doing a boom spell. Right. The 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 object was just to get out of the maze. That was it. But it never ended. Mm-hmm. You, it never ended at all. And it it's I I love that game.
0: Yeah. I remember playing Gauntlet on uh Amstrad CPC four six four. And I, it was one of those
1: Yeah. Brilliant games that like you you didn't. You didn't care that you had to start again because that was the point. wasn't to get to the end because there is no end. Yes. The point was just to try to get through what you
0: were doing. Yes. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. go that. So okay. My first one, harpoon.
1: No, okay. Um, my, what you can't see, ladies and gentlemen, is a blank look on my face. Going, what the fuck? <laughs> it's
0: harpoon. Harpoon started off as a board game. Oh, <laughs> um, it was to simulate modern naval, tactical, and strategic warfare in a cool war setting, developed by a gentleman called Larry Bond.
1: The, the glaze is is real. Jack it was this. used by yeah. Tom Clancy. <laughs> to oh, the gaze! Is, the gaze is not not just real; it's fantastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for the, the person who knows Hunt for October. Yeah. And uh, Red Storm Rising, which is a book that he co-wrote with Larry Bond, converted <laughs> to, to PC he, as he a made game. Talk to people. <laughs> um, there is an article coming up yeah. in the next week or so from Data Recording on RetroVideoGamer.co.uk about this because yeah. I've got the PC version. Okay, I uh, played it on the Amiga. It was a very basic-looking game. Yeah. But it did with 710. It did it very well. It was a time sync. Yeah. Um, didn't look great. Didn't sound great. But it was the gameplay and what you could do in the game that made it fun. Yeah, for me anyway. Yeah, that was me. Uh, later versions did add a lot of complexity and some fancy graphics. But the original the original has it all yes you would be a bit like
1: um i mean it's, it's not on my list but the original star wars game when you're going down the trench yes the the, the one that's just lines yes the uh, now for, for 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 kids and people um, that weren't born in the 80s or earlier um arcade okay machines did used to be incredibly basic what you've got in your tv in the front room is just wow compared to that uh, but yes the gameplay of this game you were in the trench it's it's yes. similar to the graphic Star on um, what do you call it on a New Hope as it's called it was Star Wars at the time and you are trying to hit that point and you can miss and have to do it again and again and again yes but it, it was a fantastic uh, but it, it's that sort of it, that one it got redone for another Star Wars arcade game. Um
0: Years later We, we had different ones We fought Like Boba Fett at the end And that sort of thing There was I know there was a trench run In Star Wars Arcade Yeah That's the one Which was developed I believe by Sega But I could be wrong I know there was a home release On the Sega 32X I don't know I just
1: remember The arcade machine Being in um, Trillions Yeah And watching Jim play This bit over and over again Because
0: the 32X Was a adapter add-on To go on top of a Sega Mega Drive Or Genesis If yeah. you're in the US Listener Yeah um, <laughs> And it, it, it kind sorry, of you know. <laughs> it, it had, I mean, a few decent games, but it wasn't worth the money. And yeah, literally a year, year and a half after the thirty-two X, the Saturn came along, and it was kind of like well, what's the point? What, yeah, so yeah. but yeah, the Star Wars Arcade, it's a decent. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: But anyway, back to Hawk. So
0: I mean, it's it's one. us one of these strategies a bit like um, I'm going to find a ship and have an attack. Yes, is that is that my reading? of but it? Pretty much, yeah. And there's range circles and, mm. and characteristics, and yeah, it's and it's it's reasonably good. It's dated yeah. because it's in the early 80s, or the mid-80s, when the database was compiled. Yeah. When it was released on the immediate, when I bought it, the cold war was actually over. Yeah.
1: But it's still... No, that's because <laughs> it wasn't over, it, just, it was it was resting. <laughs> it was tired. That's because <laughs> it um, was at the minute,
0: it's in full effect. Well, yeah. But no, that, that's that one, so... No. Okay,
1: um, this is what where you roll your eyes at me, so you might want to put that on your beer... Lego Beers Marvel Down. Super Heroes. Oh, for, for PS3 sake. and PS4. Jesus, what, man. We, yeah, well, you knew there was going to be one Lego game in here. I know. So I went for the one which had the best skin. Now, for people that don't play... Traveler's
0: uh, Tales versions of Lego. Yeah, they're all the same.
1: They're exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Different game, graphics. Different graphics. Different sort of story modes. But, yeah, basically, you've got the characters that do different little things. And, um, yeah, there's, there's no distinguishing. But this was the one that... Um, the basic plot of the game is... Uh, what's he called? The Sky Eater. <sighs> Galacticus is coming. All right. Mm-hmm. To uh, destroy the world. And you've got to try... You've got... Uh, this, but the, It's easy. You this, just cancel the franchise
0: after the second film. It doesn't happen.
1: But the Silver Service board is broken up. And uh, it's the Lego bricks that made the board. Because obviously... It's made of Lego. Lego ...have been stolen by various villains. Low-key Doctor Octopus. <laughs> Magneto... Okay. And then you've got to get them all together to revive the Silver Surfer. Then when Galactus comes, you and the villains have to come together to beat them. By using all your special, these characters do this sort of thing. Now, this was done... There was was a version of of, of, um, the Lego Marvel franchise done afterwards, which followed the movies. Yes. Which all of a sudden didn't have X-Men and Fantastic Four. (laughs) But had characters that had similar uh, Mm. traits um i guess they will be coming back shortly shortly but it but this one it, it did have fantastic form it had on each level that you had to help stanley <laughs> <laughs> like Excuse. in various particular situations but then it had the map that you free formed yes and you could go around like little missions like uh, help help my cats in a tree yeah. or um rescue Stan Lee from um when he's for some reason can't get off um a floating object in the
0: middle of a lake you can walk through.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, that sort of thing. For those of you who don't know where we're, we're based, rescuing Stanley... I was
1: going to say, there's that, that, no rescue, that. But, um, it's, it's stupid. It's childish. But I've, I have a lot of fun playing it. And there you go. Okay. My next one. Is this where I judge you again?
0: Mm, maybe not. Metropolis Street Racer for the Dreamcaster.
1: All right. I, I, I take so. I, I take it it's a street racing game.
0: Yes. Um, this was released towards the back end of the Dreamcast's life. I want to say two thousand September two thousand, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, and it basically allows you to drive around two hundred and eighty odd tracks set around San Francisco, London, and Tokyo, and they've been accurately mapped. And the developers went there and took lots of photographs, and everything's textured. Um, it looks a bit dated now. looks a bit flat. But for the Dreamcast, and bear in mind this is the E Two Thousand. Yeah, it looks superb. Yeah, it introduced a system called Qdos. Yeah, it's not how fast <coughs> you drive; it's how you drive fast. Right, style is everything, um, and it's it's great fun. But what really makes the game for me is the soundtrack. Cool. Now these days, almost all driving games um, come with a re- licensed soundtrack. Yeah, uh, there's. Um, one of the one of the things that you expect in a racing game is a licensed soundtrack. Metropolis Street Racer didn't have one. Right. It had its own soundtrack, which were Mickey Take songs. <laughs> so you drive around San Francisco and there's this piss-take country and western song on the radio, and yeah. you just think, well, that's brilliant. The the Will Smith ripoff <laughs> is just brilliant. And it's I've I've never heard a better soundtrack on a racing game ever. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. it is, is something. It also had things like early forms of online play. Yeah. Though not to the degree that you get today. It also featured time of day. Oh. It worked off the clock on the Dreamcast. So if it was 7 o'clock in the morning in London, then you'd be 7 in London. Yeah. However, it would be... Is it 9, 10 hours it's, further on the day in yeah. Japan?
1: Yeah. So... It would be whatever type that. Oh, yeah, no, so... That's so, nice interesting.
0: Now, one thing that Metropolis series does have is its legacy. Yeah. Developed by Bizarre Creations. Bizarre Creations then um, went on to produce or to make the Project Gotham Racing series... All right. ...for the Xbox One, Xbox 360. Yes. Which had a similar Kudos style thing. Nice soundtracks, great graphics. I remember at the time and don't hate me for this but at the time I worked at Phones For You I just hate you for other things <laughs> um, and Project Gotham Racing 2 came out I bought it and they had accurately taken photographs of Edinburgh and yeah. driving past the Phones For You where it should be uh-huh. or where it was because they went kaput a long time ago I could actually tell what point of sale board was in the textured window of, say, it's this, very sad
1: this, this is beyond sad this, this is uh, lethargically uh, melancholy
0: <laughs> but it's legacy lives on yeah. um, even, though, even though Bizarre Creations are no longer around the fun that you get in the Forza Horizon series kind of follows yeah. on that same style of gaming which yeah. also has a very accurately rendered Edinburgh except not the proper textures for the shops but that's by the way so that's, yeah that's MSR okay uh
1: my next one it was released in 1987. uh Ooh. this i played this on the spectrum but you could play it on the amiga the amstrads ataris C- commodore 64. so it was quite widely released uh, in some countries it was just dis- distributed as halloween now, over here though it was known as feud now feud is um it's a very simple game you are lyric lyric is has a twin brother called the norik Um, And you are powerful sorcerers One day You have a bit of a Barney And your character is cursed With an agent spell You have one day In which to defeat Your evil twin brother To stop the agent spell From killing you Oh okay You have to go around And pick up herbs And make spells Mm -hmm. And destroy your brother That's it Wow It was um, You had to walk around This um, Garden Maze Forest you had to try to get in the monk's um garden, which was protected by another monk who would if he touched you, your, your life force went down even faster. Okay. Um it was it's just a fa- it's just a, one of those games where A to B, there is nothing really in between. hmm There's no depth. It was from nineteen eighty seven, so the machines weren't that powerful. Well, yes. If you played it now, it would probably be awful. But not in comparison, but you know what I mean, like graphics wise yeah but it's a i just found it to be a simplistic beautiful little game and it's one that i conquered once i uh, could never do it again it, t- it took me ages and um, but I've, it's, it's something that i remember and really enjoyed uh, other games from special that i did enjoy was like school days um the uh, outrun that was released on there that was quite cr- it was crap in comparison to the, the arcade version but it was so like enjoyable to play Yes, That's I mean
0: you—you a- uh, you were nowhere near arcade perfect until the likes of, um, the Mega Drive, yeah, the SNES, possibly, the PC Engine. Yes, which um, is one console I've never owned because it never got a UK release officially. Yeah, um, there is a shop not three miles from here. We're uh-huh. uh, recording uh, a retro game shop that does have about five or six in stock, okay. but they want about two hundred fifty quid each, and it's just like no, eh, it, no. It, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for that. But yeah, a so, Okay, my next one. Yeah. For those of you who can't see what we're doing, because it's a podcast, I'm showing Eddie my wallet.
1: Oh, God, it's incest and uh, and
0: um, No, not Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> it's Skyrim. Skyrim. Skyrim, Skyrim <laughs> for the Xbox 360 and uh, Xbox One and Switch, which I play them on all three. That's right. So, open world role-playing game with dragons. Many people say that's uh, Elder Scrolls games peaked with Morrowind. Uh, I found it to be a brown mess—not literally <laughs> a brown mess, but just brown and a bit of a mess. Yeah. Uh, but that was on the original Xbox. It's—it's um, it's just the freedom. It's, yeah. It, it, you, you start off, and you can follow the quests, you can follow the main storyline, or you can just go, "Give me a shield, give me a sword. I'm off onto that dungeon over there, and I'm going to kill whatever crap's in there." Yeah. And it's brilliant. Yeah. It also gives us wonderful means. Uh, I used to be an adventurer like you till I took an arrow to the knee.
1: Is which was fantastically used on "Attention Please" by your good self and me. Yes, used to be a listener like you till I took an arrow to the ear. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: I mean, I my first playthrough on the 360 took about 100 hours. Yeah. I put in another two playthroughs, one for the main branching storyline and one for just a play about in different character levels. Yeah. Um, On the Xbox One, I've Completed one one full playthrough. Yeah. Again, and on the Switch, I completed a full playthrough. So I've probably put some in the region of about five to s- five hundred fifty hours into the game. Yeah. That's not a lot compared to some, but the fact that it's eight years old now. Yeah. And it's it still holds. Good. The attention. Um, Incidentally, uh, for those who watch Game of Thrones, you'll have known about the Starbucks cup in an episode a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, a couple of days ago, it was announced that mod- uh, modders in Skyrim have started putting Starbucks cups in Skyrim
1: just uh, because they can. There was also uh, a pop final released with the of Starbucks, Starbucks cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've so. um,
0: Whoopsie for that set director. Yeah. Oh, um, that was beautiful.
1: I mean, there was a. Viewed it before it went out. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, back Skyrim. Again. so oh, Skyrim. Uh, now, mine is. I think it was the. Th- it's the second of this story arc, but the third major installment in the series: uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, uh, which was released on the PS3, Xbox 360, uh, and has uh, also been on the PS4, Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the second of the story uh, involving Ezio Tori in his uh, life as an assassin this is where this centres on um, his family being well after the first one where he avenged his father and his brothers being killed mm-hmm. now he has to avenge his uncle and his township being killed It chased the assassins to stop the Borgias
0: now is it the first is it Assassin's Creed 2 or the first follow up yeah where the mate Etio goes to a village to meet his uncle or a contact? That, that, that one, uh, this, this one, that was the first one. That was... Where he meets his cousin meets Mario. His, yeah. And all, all the carry It's me. But you Mario. Mario. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, th- that was the first of, th- of this arc. That was Assassin's Creed 2. Uh, Brotherhood, uh, his uncle gets killed within the first 10 minutes. Uh, he loses all his armor and everything he've earned from the first one. Yes. And you have to basically start from scratch in Rome and take over the get rid of the Borgia influence. Yes. Because I, I did
0: finish that game. Yeah. I didn't finish the third of them.
1: I finished I finished all three. I recently only finished Assassin's Creed 2 because at the time when I had the first one uh, I sort of lost the copy. Oh dude. Yeah. But um, this one you, 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 it's basically playing out the, the, the story. Um and i just it, it, it wrote you're only in one city unlike other ones where you travel from city to city yeah uh, it, 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 the, be- the thing about it was you've got a slightly bigger map hey. <laughs> but the, i enjoyed the storyline of it and uh, that's quite important with assassin's creed because there's some of them in the series where it's just went no uh, yeah. i don't like black flag i don't like the one in london it's just i mean not not the way it's tops it's just i don't like them there go cool. they could stay yeah. over there uh, but I've got back into the series through the origins, and so the the, the Egyptian and the Greek one. But this one is my favorite still. Okay. And you also
0: get to meet Leonardo da Vinci again. Next one for me. Yeah. Is the should be last one. No, no. Harpoon MSR Skyrim. Oh, oh the, God, it's your fourth. Yeah, fourth one. Yeah. Dude works with numbers in real life. Jesus. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, we will. I work with about um, well, myself really. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so my fourth one yeah is Uncharted 2 now Uncharted series third person action games uh, Nathan Drake treasure hunter with his best friend Sully uh, Elena a reporter yeah. who takes along uh-huh. Chloe who's an old acquaintance of Drake it's if, you do, if you've not heard of Uncharted then I, I can't really do justice to it if you have it of Uncharted, you know exactly what it is. Uncharted 2 is the best of the series. Yeah. Between 1, 2, 3, 4 and The Lost Tales, 2 is where it gels. Yeah. They've got the scope, they've got the direction, they've got the music, they've got the voice acting and the performances. Everything comes together. The only thing that slightly lets it down is the boss battle at the end. <laughs> it's a bit too video gamey. Yeah. But basically, it takes everything that Uncharted had yeah. and turns it up to eleven. Okay, three is a bit bloated. Four, it's telling a definitive end, and it's again, it's got a bit too much. Um, but two is just brilliant. If you have a PlayStation Three, you can play it on there. Yeah. If you're a PS Four, you can play it in the Uncharted Collection. If you haven't, if you have got a PS Four and you haven't got the Uncharted Collection, people get out there, buy it. I'm, I'm still
1: waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3 to come down in price. Never happened. Uh, it will have, actually. Right. Um, now, you will be surprised, Kingdom Hearts, all its forms ha- don't feature in my list. Really? Really. Bloody hell. Yeah. Now, the next game is... I played this on the Spectrum again. So, I, I have gone back. I've, I've literally went back to all the things. And this is one I played religiously, changing the names of all the players. To people I knew. <laughs> okay. Football Manager, the original. Wow. It's now it's one of those things where you put I put always put myself as a goalkeeper. Uh huh. Don't know why. Uh, changed names at school friends and changed Newcastle United down to No Shields FC. I mean, what? Well, <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> um, but you, you basically, yeah. what you're trying to do, the the the, the, um, the the play of the game is to go from the four, old um Division 4, mm-hmm. this is how old it was, or what's now known as League 2. Yes. And get to the um, Division 1 Premiership. Sure. Yeah. uh Go through the leagues. The first league is pretty easy. And you have to try to find players and not buy the because the people that were big names at the time they would, they would tend to be the ones that would get injured and let you down. You had to look for the cheap, weird players, send scouts out. Mm-hmm. And it was all about trying to get that sort of thing. Now, I haven't played a football manager game in years. I've got no real interest in doing it now. No. But, it, I, but I, when you're a small child, it's sort of like, the yeah, i football? Yeah. Uh, that sort of
0: thing. Oh, Dad, can you give me a football game, please? Yeah, and I mean, this
1: was, I mean, it was, Apologies. but bag it, it was cheap as chips.
0: Even at the time, that was a ninety-nine pence or one ninety-nine for the cassette or something. Yeah, like
1: and it's, and I it was the graphics were just like stick men. It was like you know, I mean, you can get proper football matches now. It's all fancy special effects, computers, in computer thing. But back then, it was just cheap and cheerful. You could play emulators of it online, mm-hmm. and I have done. Uh, for like nothing, like as long as I did that, like just for a couple of hours, type thing, just to see what was like, not changing all the names or anything. Yeah. And I was like, I still sort of get why I enjoyed it. it, it it's, it's it's So for me, it's like the link to
0: the childhood gamer. It, it's kind of made with, with, yeah. kind of with Harpoon. Yeah. Because I can go back to when I was thirteen and yeah. playing on the Amiga and I'd stay with my grandparents. uh uh-huh. And I'd go into the di- their front room, because they had yeah. the living room at the back and the front room, which was where the dining table was. Yeah. But it was a dining room. Yeah. It had two easy chairs. Yeah. And I'd go and I'd set the Amiga up on a Saturday morning. Yeah. And for about like ten hours There'll be one game Yeah Maybe two And it's that Purity of gameplay It's the it's the, it's the the game itself That keeps you in Rather than what it looks like And what it does and Aww. So
1: Sorry for the things Things are beeping here um, so Yeah I, 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 Yeah Yeah I, Get that Yeah But on to your last one My which, last Which is two again It's two <laughs> Right, we're going to have to start... You know when we're saying top five, it's not top six. Well,
0: it's part of the same series, and it, there's, a uh, yeah, then, there's a reason. Yeah, but there's a reason, If I
1: had to done that with Assassin's Creed, there's reasons why I could have included Origins and um, yeah, Odyssey.
0: There's sequential reasons. Um, <sighs> right. This one made the list because I recently started playing it again on the Switch. And it's not a brilliant port on the Switch. There was a day... There was, not a day one patch. There's a patch coming at some point. <sighs> um what might improve the performance, but Saints Row 3rd. Yeah. Saints Row started off... Awful. ...as a kind of Grand Theft Auto clone. Yeah, I remember there was one game where it was like, mission, drive
1: to spot. That was your mission. Mission, get out of the car. That was your mission. And, and that's Possibly where one I'm, and two. And that's where I just went, go, no, go away.
0: Saints Row 3 yeah. was, or is, because I uh-huh. uh, put it on 360 and Xbox yeah 360 and switch cs three is where it kind of goes look we're not Grand Theft Auto we're just going to take the piss yeah so you can beat him up with a giant dildo bat <laughs> it's so politically incorrect for it's time and it's humour is quite puerile and juvenile yeah but that's what makes it fun yeah um, it's cussworthy, it's it's um, it's just bonkers yeah. and that's what makes it work but Saints Row 4 also gets a mention. Because at the end of Saints Row 3, you win. At yes. the end of Saints Row 4, you are the President of the United States of America. And an alien invasion happens, and you are put into a virtual reality version of the city you were in in Saints Row 3. So it's, kind of, it's more of an expansion, to be fair, than a standalone game. Mm-hmm. But what makes Saints Row 4 equally good mm-hmm. is the voice cast. You get Nolan North, who already does performance, caption, voicing for yeah. Drake in Uncharted. Right. He's present. And they, they, they... You know, it's like, yeah, but I'm Nolan North. I'm the president. That's... You've yeah. got the voice cast. Also includes uh, Keith David. Mm-hmm. Um, who plays the imaginary titled character, Keith David. Uh. <laughs> he plays himself. There's sing-along bits. There's. It is just batshit manual yeah there's gimp racing <laughs> <laughs> yes there is gimp racing uh, I think that's in 3 not 4 oh. um, but yeah it, Saints rule 3 and 4 are brilliant yeah they've not followed up very well they did Get Out of Hell which originally an expansion which releases its own game which wasn't <laughs> hopefully good and they've done Agents of Mayhem, which was a superhero-style game set in the same universe as Saints Row, but then that didn't do very good either. Mm. I kind of want to do Saints Row 5, but it's kind of, where do you go from that? After 3, which was the whole gang thing, to 4, which is the VR matrixy thing, to, well, well. <laughs> not spoiling the end of 4, but there's yeah. not much we can go on to. Right. Okay. But the soundtrack mm. in 4 is just... 80s, 90s, 90s, yeah. 90s pop, dance, electronic, rock, so just brilliant. So that's, yeah, the thing. That we're just over the hour. You've got one left. Uh, have you? No, I did
1: it because I started the things. No. The, the last, there the last there, there we I go. Uh, I was going to say briefly, um, very, very briefly, the games I, I didn't mention was Kingdom. I was going to say Kingdom Hearts, the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also would have um, possibly if I had have had time put in Red Dead Redemption. Not the ones, that should be the first of those ones, because mm-hmm. I found that would be very entertaining. And, um, oh, what was it? Golden Axe. That would have been
0: me. They were bubblers. Uh, for me, it would have been the original Halo Combat of Old. Yep. Um, Golden Axe 64, or Golden Axe 007 on the N64. Yep. Uh, Jet Set Gemini. Uh huh. Donkey Kong 64. There's a Nintendo 64 vibe one here. Yeah, those would have been Double Dragon for me, mm-hmm. and
1: POW. POW, mm-hmm. which was just a scrolling you're trying to escape
0: yep that's it um and I think that's pretty much it because I could go on for hours we could anyway uh, that. no that
1: we'll, we'll, we'll do a whole episode where Andy breaks the rules again yay uh, but best. uh you have been listening to then there was two introduction episode two thank you very much uh next episode will be out in about month's time yes uh, so uh, thank you mr Tyson thank you Mr. Connor Thank you for listening to Then There Were Two, safe trails until next time.